All right, hey, so I'm in the process of getting all of my uh, old content onto this new platform. So what you're about to hear is a previously released episode of a very special episode. It's the first one that we ever did. It's the first one ever released. So um, there was way too much uh, introduction on it. There's still way too much introduction on it, but I cut a little bit off it off. And so we're just going to like just jump into it like right about now. What this is, it's a very special episode. We take old sitcoms, particularly the ones of a very special nature, and we do live readings and interpretations of them with actors and comedians and improvisers, you know, all my friends that I can scrape up to do. And uh, I've been doing these for over a year now. I've got 11 episodes under my belt. And, you know, I've been intending to release them to the masses since the very beginning, but, you know, I've struggled with the right format, I drag my feet, and whine, and complain with various excuses, yada, 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 I'm sick of being, I don't know, know, I'm just sick of making excuses, I'm gonna do this, okay, because why not, I got enough content, I'm gonna put it out there, I'm gonna let you guys listen to it, I'm proud of it, I've had enough people tell me that it's good, that I believe them, so, uh, this is it, um, you know, I'm sitting here, we just finished uh, the performance of our 11th episode last night, and, you know, like I say, I, it's it's high time we start getting these out to you. So, um, as you listen to this whole the whole series of very special episodes, you'll notice it evolve and take shape. You'll hear things shift and change as we figure out what we're doing and how to treat the different levels of heavy-handed specialness that uh, our favorite shows included when they just had to try and address some sort of concerning issue, you know, when it wasn't just enough to be funny and goofy, and, you know, there's a whole, you know, uh, master's thesis discussion that we could have as to the relevancy of putting uh, hard-hitting issues into uh, television shows. I'm not entirely against it. It's just, as you'll hear when we do these things, it's some, and as some of you probably remember, uh... It's weird. It gets weird, the way they do these. But anyways, you're going to hear actors, improvisers, and comedians of all stripes, all levels, uh, just taking on the challenges that I give them. Uh, Some of them get bigger challenges than others. You're going to hear them just sort of dealing with the script live. You'll hear the live audience reaction. Uh, I think in the beginning of this, right off the bat, you can hear somebody in the front row going... It's just one shock after another in these things. And you'll hear it, because I record these live. Uh, there's not a whole lot of editing, because, um, I don't know, I mean, that's a pain in the butt. And, you know, it, it starts to lose, I think it starts to lose its magic uh, when you edit too much. But, so now, I will tell you, if you've seen, you, if you've seen us do these live, you'll notice a few uh, things that are different about this very first one. Mainly that it is nothing more than the exact transcription of the episode with very little editorial commentary from me at all. Uh, Matter of fact, you won't hear much of me in this thing at all because due to a slight communication error uh, when I had my my friend edit it and and trim trim the fat, all of my interstitial stage directions were edited out. But don't worry about it. You're really not missing much. It was seriously 
you know, like I say, it was the first one that we ever did, and so I hadn't really figured out what would be you know, the sort of the methodology and the style that you'll hear in the rest of them. So you're not missing much. Anyways, uh, so what you'll hear is, you know, just the script, and then there's some extra little fun sound effects and music drops in there. So hopefully you don't miss me too much in this first episode, but I think it's, I think it's still great. Alright, so let's jump into um, a little bit more specific things about this first episode. Like I said, it's you know it's the first one, so it's a little rough. It doesn't quite have all the same uh, magic that, that later ones will end up having. But what, what the first one is, it is Different Strokes, the Bicycle Man episode. And I've talked to a lot of people who were, were terrified by this episode. I'm still kind of terrified of this episode. It's ridiculous it, it they took a cute show about you know kids in the city and suddenly they encounter a, a, a perv that owns a bicycle shop okay so you know trigger warning uh if if uh child molesters don't sit well with you uh you know skip this episode i guess or don't skip it but just know that it's there So that's what's going on with this. Uh, we feature uh, uh, Mark Joyner, aka Dark Mark, um, as Arnold. Mike Smith as his ha- as his pal Dudley. Mike Smith's another great comedian. Also, uh, Mike Stork, uh, big comedy legend in Baltimore, uh, as Mr. Drummond. Then we have uh, Kathy Carson as Kimberly. Brian Preston as Willis, both of them great comedians in the area, and then uh, Keith Beecraft makes an appearance uh, towards the end as one of the detectives. Uh, he's a big improv guy, one of the the founders, sort of head gurus of the Charm City Comedy Project. So, and then uh, I almost forgot uh, the voice of Mr. Horton is John Bennett. Uh, he's a great uh, improviser, actor, producer. I don't know exactly what you would call John Bennett. He's around. He's a guy. He does cool, fun stuff. Um, Mondo Baltimore, expert of nothing, uh, that type of stuff. Uh, but he is on here as well as that uh, as that character. Yes. Those are the other voices you're going to be hearing in there. Uh, like I said, I am Mark Miller. Uh, I don't know what else there is to say about this. I think I'm coming up on 10 minutes of introduction, which is probably way too much. Um, the episode itself runs about 30 minutes, so as soon as I stop talking, you got 30 minutes to go. Hope you enjoy it. Um, please share it. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Leave comments. Uh, this, this will not be the last one you hear. Uh, I got lots more to come. All right, so, thanks a lot. Here, here goes, here comes. A very special episode, Different Strokes, The Bicycle Man. All right, so, hello, I'm Mark Miller. Uh, tonight, on a very special episode, we'll be reading the concluding half of the Bicycle Man episode of Different Strokes. 
Hello, I'm Conrad Bain. Tonight on Different Strokes, we're showing the concluding half of a special two-part show on a very sensitive and important subject. We urge families, children, and parents alike to watch this informative episode and discuss the problem presented, which is of deep concern to all of us. Now the world don't move to the beat <laughs> of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. A man is born. He's a man of means. Then alone, come to. They got nothing but their genes. <laughs> But they got different strokes. It takes different strokes. It takes different strokes to move the world. Now, everybody has got a special kind of story. Everybody finds a way to shine. It don't matter that you've got not a lot. So what? <laughs> They'll have theirs. You'll have yours. And I'll have mine. And together we'll be fine. <laughs> because it takes different strokes to move the world. Yes, it does. It, it takes, takes different, different strokes to move the world. trying to earn radios for their bicycles by passing out handbills from Mr. Horton's bike store. Later that day, Mr. Horton invited his boy, the boys into his back room to have some pizza and to play games. And he gave them a little wine to drink. And then he showed them some photographs of himself swimming naked with some young boys. And he cautioned them not to say anything to their parents. After that, he had Dudley take his shirt off so they could play Tarzan and make some pictures. And he said he had some even better ideas for later on. And now we continue with part two. Bicycle, 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 bicycle. You know, what we need is a Tarzan yell from you, Dudley. Pat it on the chest, huh? He sounds like a dying water buffalo. <laughs> you know what'd be terrific? Would be for Tarzan to have a lion to wrestle, huh? Thanks, Mr. Horton. That's a great idea. I don't think this Tarzan can wrestle a grasshopper. Hey, I got a great idea. Why don't I be the lion and you take the pictures, Arnold, okay? Okay by me. <laughs> you know how to operate that thing, Arnold? Oh, yeah, sure. We have one of these at home, only so more expensive. <laughs> I guess I'm the first semi bump king of the jungle. All right, why don't you hop on my back there? Ah, all right, and uh, uh, 
pretend like I, I'm going to try to throw you there. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I don't have a tail for you to hang on to. That's okay. Just uh, wag your behind. Here we go. The old roar. ourselves here in the jungle. I mean, we don't want to get bitten by the terrible teensy fly, now do we? <laughs> All right, maybe we should have a, a little more wine. No thanks, uh, I'd rather get bitten by the teensy. I know my friend Dudley's not going to let me down. Huh? Sure, I'll have some more. You going to be a chicken on him? Well, okay, I'll have just one sip. Okay, fellas, here we go. <laughs> let me say... Bottoms up. That's enough for me. Oh, I learned that from a Jewish kid in school only, uh, that he does it with low fat milk. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, come on, listen. Don't worry about too much wine. I'm not gonna let you have too much wine, because, you know, your folks may smell it on your breath, and then they might get mad at me. Uh, if he smelled it on my breath, I would never get that bicycle one for my birthday. I just won't live that long. <laughs> Come on, guys. Don't worry about it, will ya? I got a plenty of gum and, uh, uh, breath mints back here, and you guys can have all you like. <laughs> uh, now, well, what game do you want to play next, huh? Uh, oh, I got it. Trampoline. You got a trampoline here? Uh, well, no, you know, but we can uh, uh, jump up and down on the bed. Gee, Mr. Horton, you sure have some great ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Now, wait a minute, guys. Don't call me Mr. Horton. Why don't you call me by uh, my nickname? Uh, Curly. (laughs) I'll call you Mo and and you Larry, and and we'll pretend like we're the new approved version of the Three Stooges. Uh, hey, Curly, I think you got a customer. Oh, don't worry about it, guys. I'll get rid of them right now. Hi there, Mr. Horton. Well, hello, Mr. Drummond. What up, Jam, on a day like this? Well, I was just going by this way, and uh, I thought I'd stop by and square up with you on that bicycle. Oh, sure, sure, sure. sure. Can you uh, take a credit card? Oh, sure, sure. Uh-oh. I left home without it. Would you take this other credit card? Ah, uh, sure, you bet. There we go. Now, if you don't mind, just sign that for me, and I'll, I'll fill it out later. I don't want to hold you out, you know. Oh, no, you're not holding me up. Go ahead, fill it out. <clears throat> oh, Arnold's really going to enjoy this bike, huh? Uh, if you just sign here for me. I remember when I got my first bike. And my little face beamed. I was the, I jumped up and down for joy and uh, so happy. I was the proudest kid at college. And could, could you just sign here, here please? Uh, that was supposed to be a little joke, but uh, I didn't think it was that little. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm just not with it today, I guess. Would you sign right there, please? You know, I really am very grateful to you for letting Arnold earn that radio for his bicycle. You know, I think it's very important for kids to learn the value of working for something that you want. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, <laughs> right, 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 right there, just right, right there. Meanwhile, back at the apartment. Holy cow, it's my dad, and me smell like a blue nun. You're in big trouble, Arnold. So are you. you you're in sweat up to your neck and armpits. Yeah, we gotta get out of here. Back door. Come on, I'm trying. Let's go. <laughs> and then when I was 11, <laughs> I had a paper route. <laughs> I guess I was luckier than most kids my age. Uh, the chauffeur drove me around the route in a limousine. Oh, boy, that's really rough then, isn't it? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Am I keeping you distracted from something? Oh, 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 me? Uh, you seem to be a little distracted. Uh, no, 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 no. I was just uh, closing up. I, I, I got a pizza the oven, you know. Oh, then uh, I'll go and leave you to the heartbreak of heartburn. <laughs> Listen, thanks for coming by. and Give my best to the family. Okay, thanks. See you again. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, fellas, I got rid of the... Arnold? Dudley? behind me like that. Kids have heart attacks too, you know. We weren't sneaking up. And what are you doing chewing a big wad of gum like that? Um, I have a big mouth. We already know that. What kind of gum is it? Spearmint muscatel? I smell it too. Arnold, you got booze on your breath. Uh, it's only wine. What do you mean, only wine? What are you doing drinking any kind of alcohol? Uh, well, uh, Dudley's dad lets us have a couple of sips. Uh, it, it was a special occasion. What special occasion? Uh, Dudley's hamster had little hamlets. Arnold, are you jiving us? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Besides, uh, what's the big deal? Everybody drinks wine in France, right? You're not in France. <laughs> And if Dad finds out you've been drinking, you're going to wish you were in Siberia. <laughs> um, well, don't tell him. I mean, why give him something to worry about, huh? It's not like I'm going to find him fall asleep in the gutter with a red nose and three days growth of beard. <laughs> Look, I, I promise I'm, I'm through wine forever. Well, I'll, 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 until I get to France. But, you swear? I swear. <laughs> On your E.T. alarm clock? So help me, Steven Spielberg. Okay, then we won't say anything. Thanks. And get rid of that wad of gum, man. You look like a chipmunk storing nuts for the winter. Okay, okay, okay. Why don't you gargle with something to get rid of that, that wine on your breath? Why don't you try Listerine on the rocks? <laughs> Hi, kids. Hey, Dad. Hey, Arnold, where are you going? Wait a minute, I haven't hugged my kid today. Uh, Dad, I'm getting uh, too old for that bush. 
I'm not, and I'm almost twice your age. Uh, well, uh, uh, maybe it's just a macho stage I'm going through. Would you settle for a handshake? Well, it's better than nothing. Nice to see you home from work, Dad. <laughs> Thanks. Maybe after dinner, we'll have cigars and brandy in the study. What's going on with Arnold? He's acting very strange lately. I didn't notice anything. Me neither. Well, maybe he's going through a mid-puberty crisis. Matter of fact, I'm not over mine yet. Ho, ho, ho! Here they are, folks! The stupendous, the incredible, the mysterious, disappearing bicycle brothers. I mean, now you see them, now you don't. What, uh, what happened to you guys the other day, huh? Sorry we left without seeing goodbye, Curly. We went to look out for the peephole and, uh... It was my dad. What did he want? Ah, he just wanted to pay for the bike he got you. He doesn't even suspect that you were here. You know, I feel funny about all this sneaking around. Arnold, it's not sneaking around. We're just, uh, simply trying to keep me out of trouble for giving you guys all these little treats after school. Yeah, that's right, Arnold. Yeah, but maybe we could get in trouble, too. Maybe we shouldn't stay. Oh, what? <laughs> Do my ears to see me not stay after I've gone out and got you on motor cartoons for you guys to watch this afternoon on television? Boy, I sure like to watch some cartoons. Come on, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> well, that's all right, Dudley. That just means there's more uh, Boston cream pie for you and me. Boston cream pie? Like <laughs> <laughs> Three layers and whipped cream and gooey chocolate on top? That's it. <laughs> well, I guess I could always eat and run. <laughs> That's my man, huh? All right, fellas, and away we go. <laughs> all right, Rue. All right, listen. You know those pictures I took yesterday? I got those back. They're right here on the table. Hey, Carol, these are terrific. Yeah, and you said I didn't have muscles on them. Look at me, I'm bulging out like I'm in 3D. Oh. Your muscles are in 3D, all right. Drooping, dragging, and disgusting. <laughs> okay, guys, here it is. It's uh, showtime and uh, pie time. <laughs> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Curly's Cartoon Cavalcade. And away we go. Yes, man, I love cartoons. Me too. <laughs> I bet you guys haven't seen Murphy the Mouse. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's kind of cool. Check him out. Hey, look at that mouse who just, just lost his pants. Look at that girl mouse! She's wearing a bikini! <laughs> Not anymore. Dudley, I've seen a cartoon like I've never seen a cartoon like this before. Me neither. Look what we've been missing. Uh, Dudley, this is an X-rated cartoon. It's dirty. Yeah, I know. Arnold, it's not dirty. It's adult, and we're all adults, aren't we? We only look adult because we worry a lot. Let's go. No way, man. I want to see how that mouse makes up. I don't like this cartoon, but I have nothing against pie. I'm out. Oh, come on, Arnold, stick around. No, Dudley, look, if Arnold wants to go, then that's what he should do. 
I'm warning you, Dudley. If the Mouseketeers hear about this, they'll have you turn in your ears. Listen, Dudley, don't worry about Arnold. We can have a lot more fun without him, huh? After the cartoons are over, we'll play Neptune, King of the Sea. Hmm. How do you play that? Well, you know, it takes a lot of water, uh, a bathtub, uh, a shower. Oh, it's a great game. You're going to love it. <laughs> Someone's at the door! <laughs> Will you get that? Don't anybody move. I'll get it. I'm not doing anything anyway. I'm just revising my will, cutting both of you out of it. Good afternoon, Phil. How are you? Hey, Ted! Come on in! What a nice surprise! Hey, Mr. Ramsey, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, look, um... Look, yeah, I'm sorry to budge, you know, you're like this, but um, I thought it was something we should talk about in person. It's about myself. Well, come on in and sit down. Can I get you a cup of coffee? No, nothing, thanks. So, uh, you have a problem with Dudley? Yeah, uh, you know, I feel a little awkward about this, but I, uh... I'd really appreciate it if you didn't let my son have any more wine when he's over at your place. Wine? <sighs> Where in the world did you get the idea that I gave Dudley wine? Well, yesterday he come home with wine on his breath. He said that you had gave it to him. <coughs> well, I can assure you that I did it. And I can't imagine what would make him say that I did it. Kimberly, I think we better tell Dad about what we know. I know. I hate to be a snitch, but I think you're right, Willis. Tell me what, Willis. <laughs> well, yesterday, Arnold came home with wine on his breath, and he said Mr. Ramsey gave it to him. Me? Now, why didn't you two tell me that before? Oh, Daddy, Arnold looks so guilty, and he promised he'd never do it again, so we let him go. I assure you, Phil, I would never give wine to Arnold. Well, obviously Arnold and Dudley are experimenting with alcohol. <laughs> and I don't like that. Wow, there's still babies. Well, it looks like those babies have gone from the nipple straight to the ripple. Well, I'm glad I came over. Dudley and I are going to have a little heart-to-heart -heart talk. Arnold and I may have a little hand-to-butt talk. Oh, yeah, I hear it. Hello, Arnold. Oh, uh, hi, Mr. Ramsey. Well, I'll be going, Phil. Thanks for dropping by. We'll be in touch. That's good enough. Bye, kids. Dad, uh, what's Dudley's father doing here? Well, he came to discuss something that I found quite informative. Oh? What's that? You and Dudley hitting the bottle. What you talking about, Dad? <laughs> Since when did you and Dudley become the Booze Brothers? Uh, now, don't try to deny that you've been drinking. I'm not Where did you get the wine? I'm not supposed Tell me. Right now. Do it. Mr. Horton. The man in the bicycle shop? What's he got to do with that? Well, while I was there with Dudley, he gave me some pizza and wine. What else went on there? 
Well, he showed us some pictures, and everybody was naked. Naked! <laughs> and he showed us some kinky cartoons. What do you mean by kinky? <laughs> well, you know you told me about the birds and the bees, but that's nothing compared to what the mice were doing. And, uh, I think I'd better have a little talk with Mr. Horton. Dad. You don't think that? Yes! I sure do. Is there something wrong, Dad? Maybe we should get uh, Dudley. He's still down there. At the bicycle shop? <laughs> Dad, I'm going with you. Now, wait a second. Maybe we should call the police first. Free. The police? Free. Let's try that page again uh, with British accents. <laughs> got to do with this? Well, while I was there with Dudley, <laughs> he gave us some pizza and wine. <laughs> yes, what else went on there? He showed us some pictures. Everybody was naked. <laughs> <clears throat> and he showed us some kinky cartoons. <laughs> What are you doing by kinky? <laughs> well, you know, it's only about the birds and the bees, but it's nothing compared to what the mice were doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I think I better have a talk with this before. <laughs> Dad, you don't think that. Yes, yes, yes I should. <laughs> Is there something wrong, Dad? Maybe we should get Dudley. He's still down there. Sure. <laughs> Dad, I'm going with you. Wait a second. Yes, and, and, and remember to leave a message with Dudley's father. I'm going to leave a message with Dudley's father. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Drummond. I was just about to close up here. I had a little problem here. Is this Horton? Yes, it is. <laughs> I think you've got a big problem, Mr. Horton. I want to tell us that he was in there. Yeah. Look, I don't understand. What kind of, uh, what is it? Some kind of sick joke, Mr. Drummond? Stay with him! <laughs> Wait a minute! You can't go back there! Dummy! Dudley, where are you? <laughs> Mr. Drummond, it might be better if I looked in there first. Dudley, are you okay? Oh, oh Mr. Drummond, I am glad to see you. I feel so goofy. Did Mr. Horton give you something, Dudley? A pill. He said it would make me feel good. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so, but I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Dudley, 
I want you to tell me exactly what happened before we came in. Do, do I have to? Go ahead, dude. It's all right. <laughs> Dudley, now Dudley, you can tell everything to Detective Simpson, because he's here to help us. <laughs> Well, at first, I was having a lot of fun. Then Mr. Horton, he, he got, he got to touch me. It's not your fault, son. And I don't blame you. And I'm not going to punish you. I love you. Do you understand? <laughs> You got to Dudley before anything really terrible happened to him. What? How's he doing? <laughs> yeah, well, he's a lucky boy. <laughs> He'll come out of this just fine. He's got parents that are loving and understanding. You know, some parents actually blame the children for what happened. <laughs> That is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> What's gonna happen to Mr. Fornton? I think we got a darn good case against him, Willis. Thanks to your father calling us, we were able to surprise him. And we found some very incriminating evidence. Worse than the mice? <laughs> Much worse. What's this world coming to? <laughs> See, Detective Simpson said it was a good thing we called him. Because if we had gone down and confronted Horton by himself, we would have gotten rid of all that stuff <laughs> before the police could even get there. Well, unfortunately, most parents do just that. And the guy gets off. Scott free! And by the way, Arnold, your evidence is going to help us a lot, too. Yeah. I think I got all the details right here, including there was a cherry on the banana split he gave you. Oh. Did I mention the nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, too. Oh, boy, I really spilled my guts. Oh. <laughs> I just can't get over this. We've known Mr. Horton for years. <laughs> he seems like such a nice man. Well, that's the contradiction of child molesters. <laughs> In their own strange way, they actually love children. Yeah, the majority of them would never intentionally harm a child. I never would have guessed that Mr. Hornton was, you know, <laughs> gay. <laughs> well, he's not, Willis. <laughs> you know, that's the common fallacy about child molesters, but they're not gay. They're only interested in little boys and little girls, not adults. <laughs> Look, I'm 11 years old. Look, should I be hearing all this? No. Absolutely, Arnold. <laughs> if more kids knew the facts, 
less of these things would happen. Unfortunately, child molesters prey on the innocence of children. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that, Mr. Drollman. Well, uh, I'll be leaving now. Thanks very much, Detective Simpson. We appreciate your help. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> Believe me. So long, kids. How you doing, son? All right. Go talk about it. Well, you're looking at one disillusioned dude. If you can't trust a nice man like Mr. Horton, who can you trust? Oh, Arnold! <laughs> I think you can trust most people, you know? But you do have to be careful. <laughs> if someone wants you to do something that is wrong, or someone wants you to lie to your parents, that is a person who should not be trusted. No matter how good the reason they give you, and you have to watch out for people who come on real strong and try to win you over with gifts. That's right, Willis, and especially if they want to touch you where you don't want to be touched. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I understand. Are there uh, any more questions? Just one. I still get a bicycle for my birthday? You sure do! On <laughs> the radio! Woo! I'm mighty proud of you, son. You know, I didn't like the things that uh, Mr. Horton was trying to do or uh, bicycle shopping. But some hugs and kisses are still okay. <laughs> well, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. A man is born, he's a man of means, and along come two. They got nothing but the Different stories. that was it that was the first episode our first offering of the very special episode uh series uh many more to come if you enjoyed what you heard please come out and see a live performance a live recording of it we do those um the first saturday of the month at zissimo's starting at uh, the show starts at ten thirty. you should get there by 10 if you want to get a good spot because they get packed they get packed out. Trust me. Uh, so that's the thing. Um, I think we might be moving to an every other month schedule instead of an every month. Uh, anyways, more on that later. Um, I definitely tell you that our next one is going to be uh, December. The first Saturday in December of 2015. That's when you want to come check it out. Um I'm sure I'll be putting up more things between now and then. 
Um, but mark your calendar in general for the first Saturday of every month. Uh, find our group on Facebook and, uh, you know, become a fan. Spread the word. Uh, this is great. Toodle-oodles, chicken noodles.